What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Mission Suite podcast. I'm Ian Campbell. I'm CEO of Mission Suite. Welcome to the Insight Series from the Mission Suite podcast. This is a podcast for people who are new to sales, where we'll be interviewing sales leaders all around the country for insights on the best practices, how to work through struggles, and how to stay motivated to build a more successful sales sales career. Today, we're here with Jared Miller, Senior Director of Sales and Marketing of Van Dale Homes. And I'm excited to be chatting with him to learn a little bit more about him and see what he can bring us. Thank you so much for joining me today, Jared. You're very welcome, Monica. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. I'm excited to be asking you some questions to learn a little bit more on your sales experience. Great. Happy to share. Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit of uh, Vandale Homes. Yeah, so Vandale Homes is a home builder that operates in... Southern California, Northern California, and the Utah marketplace. Um, we do both residential for sale and residential for rent housing. So do quite a bit in, in, in the market. Um, and I have the opportunity to work in all three of those locations and manage our sales teams, interact with customers um, from the beginning of their experience at the very end through closing. So I get to see it uh, throughout the entire process. How long have you been with Vandale? So I've been in the home building industry for over 20 years now, but I'm new to Vandell Homes. So this is my first year of the organization. I'm super excited to be a part of the company. Just what really drew me here is just their unique approach to the customer experience and just the overall culture and, and commitment to, to that experience. So I'm, I'm really excited to be a part of the Vandell team. How exciting. Your first year. How are first year. <laughs> How are you liking it? How are you settling in? It's been fantastic. And you know, I've had the opportunity over the course of my career to work for both public companies and private companies. And Vandale is a privately owned home builder. It's a family owned business. Vandale is the name of the organization. And it's been really fun for me to transition back to a private company that really has the, the focus on the overall customer experience. And, and a lot of companies, you know, over the course of business say that the customer is what matters most, but not everyone really has the leadership and the best practices in place to actually do that on a day-to-day -day basis. And Vandale really is an organization that really does value that customer experience. And so it's been fun for me as a sales leader and a salesperson to be with an organization that really believes in that through and through, and that in all the decisions that we make as a company are really based on what, what does that mean for the customer? What does that mean for the customer's experience? And so it's been really fun for me to be a part of that type of organization again. So being new to sales and you, I'm just kind of honing in on what you said. So with certain companies, like you said, some of them state that they care about the customer. That's the most important thing. However, the culture may not actually follow through on that value. So um, how is there um, any tips on like being able to identify exactly if that's their actual value or not inside of a company? Yeah, I think, I think it really starts with the executive leadership team. Um, from the very top, from our ownership to our chief operating officer and our president, from the top down, there really is a commitment to, are we giving an experience that's special and that's unique in, in, in the marketplace? Are we, are we treating our customers with respect? 
are we holding their hands throughout the process and really helping them solve real challenges and problems in their lives? And when you have that buy-in at the very top, it trickles down to the rest of the team members and the heads of each of the departments. And every time we meet as an organization and we have our weekly check-in meetings, that's always part of our discussion is how does this impact the customer? And like I said, a lot of companies try to do that and they strive to do that, but when you don't have the buy-in from the leadership team, it's sometimes hard to implement that on a day-to-day basis. And that means when we're delivering an experience and it's not quite what it needs to be, sometimes it means we have to spend more time, more resources, more money to really do it right for the customer. And so it's, it's nice to be the company that supports that. Yeah. Um, so how big is your team, your current sales team right now? So right now we're, we're actually not huge right now. So we're, we, I have probably about 10 to 15 people on my team right now. Um, there's ebbs and flows as we grow as an organization where I think over time, our, our Southern California division probably on average does about 500 homes a year. Northern California should be roughly in that time frame at that same size range and Utah will be about the same. Um, but with the last couple of years with the frenzy that we've seen in the business, um, we sold through a lot of our communities faster than I think we anticipated. So we're a little bit smaller right now on the sales team. So I'm actually in the process of interviewing in each of these markets to try to find new salespeople that can join our team, be a part of new communities that are coming up in the future. So are you currently national or only in specific states? So right now we're only in specific states. So we're just out West. So we operate in Southern California, Northern California and Utah. And, and really as an organization, we don't have any objectives to be national or to go bigger than that. It's, it's really about finding the right opportunities and building communities and locations that we're excited about that are, that are in demand. I, I like that. I mean, it gives you that, it gives you that space to actually have that quality that you actually like, right? Taking care of the customers and that's your main focus. So that's really cool. Yeah. You know, home builders, Monica, they, you know, we live or die by the new land opportunities we bring into the organization. And when you're with a larger public company, you have to have so many new land opportunities coming into what we call the pipeline so that you can feed the machine. But as a smaller organization, we don't have to do that. We don't have to bring in X amount of new deals in any given month or quarter. We really just identify opportunities that are a good fit and that fit our, our what our objectives are. And then we'll move forward from there. Can I ask? So <laughs> I know this is um, kind of a question, uh, almost a random question. Sure. But do you, what type of leader do you think that you are? Um, that you're you're new to this position and it sounds like you have, you have a, a 15 people. That's actually fairly large <laughs> yeah. um, from the interviews that I've had um, that I've done. And so what type of leader do you think you are, especially with um, the values that you have in place right now? Mm-hmm. Um, what, what type of leader would you describe yourself as? Well, I, I'm new to this this specific assignment at Vandale, but I'm not new to being a sales and marketing leader or new in this industry. So I've been doing it for a long time. Um, I started out in sales myself, and I think that has been a huge help to me in my leadership career in that I've walked in the shoes of my salespeople. I know what it's like to interact with the customer face-to-face. I know the challenges that exist in that type of a role, and I respect it, and I value it, and I, and I really enjoyed that type of position, and I think that helps. I think as a leader, it helps that I've been where my salespeople are and that I've been in the type of roles that they're in so that when challenges arise, I understand where they're coming from. So I think if you, if you ask me what, what describes me the most as a leader, I, I would say that I can relate to my team. 
Um, I can understand where they're coming from and the unique challenges that they experience. And I think that's really, really important in any leadership role, not just in sales, to be able to relate to your team and understand what their challenges are and to really listen. So how long have you been a sales leader for? I've been a sales leader for almost 20 years now. Wow. I've been doing it for a long time. (laughs) Yeah. And what, uh, what industry were you in when you first started sales? So when I first started sales, I was actually in college and got my real estate license and started selling resale homes to help put myself through school. And then, so it's always been in real estate. And then I transitioned into selling new homes. And then uh, that moved into a leadership position. You know, as a salesperson, I was helping my sales leader with training new agents and helping lead sales meetings and coaching people that needed assistance. And I just found that I really enjoyed that coaching and helping aspect of the role and that just naturally led into a leadership role so what would be your advice for anyone that's getting into real estate right now to set uh, for new homes or even reselling homes that's a huge question um (laughs) it depends on what part of real estate but i would think probably the most important thing um and, and i think this applies honestly monica in any sales role is you have to be passionate about what you're selling. And so when it comes to real estate, you can say, yes, I'm passionate about homes. I like houses, they're fun. I love touring homes, but there's more to it than that. I think you really have to have a passion for helping people because real estate really is about helping people solve problems in their lives. You know, when a customer, when somebody needs to make a move, whether their family's growing, whether there's a divorce, whether there's a job change, there's something major happening in someone's life that to address and they need help on to change their housing situation and so if you have the compassion and the patience and the empathy to really relate to a customer and to understand where they're coming from you'll do really really well in a sales career but if it's just about i want to make money and it's what my next commission is going to be this might not be the right role for you because it's it, it can be very very challenging but also very very rewarding and i found that those that do the best are those that really have the capacity to empathize and relate to the customer would there be any resources that you would recommend when someone is starting out to be a salesperson? Definitely, definitely. And, and if someone's just starting to get into the get into this business, whether it's on the resale side or on the new home side, I would recommend that they find an organization that has strong training available to them. And that may be through a formal training program. A lot of resale brokerages have that as well as new home companies do. But I also think it comes down to the leader. Who are their sales leaders? And are those the type of people that are coaches and that can help train and guide them and learning what they need to learn in their role? Um, That's part A. I think part B, getting into this business, you have to really be self-motivated. And I think it doesn't matter what point in your career you're at, whether you're just getting started for the first couple of weeks or you've been doing it for years and years and years. In order to be successful in this business, I think you always need to be motivated to refine your skills to refine your selling abilities, refine your ability to communicate and speak to people. And that means going to seminars and taking self-help classes and learning about communication and learning about human psychology and all the different aspects that make someone a better communicator and better salesperson. Just like I like to compare it to an athlete or an actor. You know, the very best athletes and the very best actors in the world never stop refining their craft. And I think the same thing can apply to real estate professionals. You have to always be working on your skills, reading books on, on communicating and running a business and being a better um, business manager to really be successful in this business. I think even just personal, 
personal self evaluation is super important, but to absolutely <laughs> to have that. I mean, yeah, and, and I'm glad you met you, you pointed that out, Monica. You know, if I were to identify, you know, four or five things that are the most important to be successful in this career, that's one of them. You really have to be able to have the ability to look within yourself and to be introspective and to be, be able to say, to be self-aware. Um, you know, as we as we interact with the public and we communicate with them, everybody's different. Everyone brings a different background and different communication style with them when they come into this sales experience. And as salespeople, we need to be able to adapt to that and to be able to analyze ourselves and how we're being received with the person we're speaking to and, and to adjust. Like some people are full of energy and love people that are full of energy. Others don't. Others are more observed, more reserved and more quiet, keep to themselves. And if we do what you said and have the ability to look at ourselves, we can adapt our approach to the person that we're interacting with. I think that is really, really important to being successful in this career and, and being humble enough to say, where are my weaknesses? Where do I need to improve? Even if I've been doing this for 20 years and I'm really, really good, what can I continue to fine tune to be a better salesperson, a better communicator? I like what you said about adapting. I mean, you have to adapt to any situation or any uh, different type of personality and being able to adapt to that environment and being able to move forward with making those sales with that type of personality that you are in front of to be able to make that connection to be able to be relatable <laughs> and yeah. I mean, like you said not everyone is that I think a lot of salespeople are um the kind of that stereotypical of they can talk your ear off and they can just talk for days with a lot of energy and a lot of people like that but also there are a lot of people that aren't the biggest fan of that. And they like to have more of a calm environment and a calm kind of person that they're talking to. So, because with, especially buying a home, that's a very emotional buy that they're, that they're going through and to, they may be overwhelmed and not that they may like, uh, they may like that whole talkative energetic person, but then at the end of the day, they're going through this whole big life event and they may just need someone that's calm and confident in what they're doing and to be able to read that is something that you some uh, some people have to learn and then some people may not have to but then there are people that do and being able to sit with yourself and be like hey I cannot read the room I've I've gone through bad sales uh, and made some mistakes because I was unable to read this person. So I really, I really like what you said about that. Yeah, one of my one of my favorite sales trainers and is uh, national sales trainers is Jeff Shore, and you'll hear him use a phrase, "coffee worthy." You know, as a salesperson, am I coffee worthy? Am I someone that someone would want to just hang out with and go grab a coffee and talk to and listen to? And that's a great way for us to be introspective and ask ourselves, are we coffee worthy? And a big part of that is not just talking, Monica, but it's listening. You know, salespeople, if all we're doing is talking and telling people about our products and telling about all the great features, but not taking time to listen to them, to ask them questions, to understand, hey, tell me, you know, why are you thinking about moving? You know, what's changed in your life that's causing you to need to make a change? What's it about your current house that maybe is not working out that you're looking to change in your next place? And if we don't ask those kind of questions and listen to their answers, we're not going to be able to help them. So listening is a huge, huge component of being successful. Would you have any recommendations for resources on communication that's a pretty big thing 
Yeah, you know, there, there are so many different resources out there, whether it's through YouTube videos, books you can read, classes you can take. Um, one of the kind of old school things that I'm still a fan of, Monica, and most, most people don't like doing it, but I think it's one of the best things we can do is record ourselves like you're doing right now to actually record ourselves or video ourselves and just to watch it. And most of us would be abhorred if we watch ourselves and the way we communicate and how we talk. And we don't realize whether it's we talk too fast. And I know I talk too fast or whether we slur our speech because we're super excited. I do that. Or if we talk over somebody, we don't take time to pause and to let someone speak and to listen to what they're saying. Just that simple act of recording a conversation and going back and analyzing it afterwards tells us so much. And, and if we're really humble enough to show friends or family members, hey, what do you think about this and, and share it with them? They'll tell us what we do, what we do well and what we don't do well. Oh, man, definitely going over my interviews with the, in the recordings has at first is definitely horrid on like, oh, this is what I can do better. This is how I can get better. And I think being able to have all the episodes that I've recorded and being able to show my growth through that as well yeah. this is a whole yeah. learning process and to show like it, i'm definitely being vulnerable on these interviews as well because i'm also sharing what i'm struggling with and asking questions that i'm actually curious about because i would love that advice as well and i'm sure my peers are interested as well because i am in, in the, i'm in that position and being able to go back and look at that, it's it's definitely humbling. Uh <laughs> hey, you know, if you don't mind, Monica, I want to just repeat something you just said. You, you used the phrase vulnerable. And I think to be really successful in this career, you have to be vulnerable. You have to be willing to say, hey, I have things I can improve on. I have things that I'm not strong and that I want to get better at. And if you maintain that type of approach and attitude throughout your career, you will be so successful because you'll be someone who's always learning, always growing, always trying to get better at what they do. Um, some people just, there's too much ego involved and they don't have the ability to be vulnerable. They don't have the ability to ask the sales partner, hey, what can I change? What can I do better? Hey, I like how you did that. Can you show me? Can you teach me how to do that? And just have that humility to do that. But it's hard. It's, it's, it could be humbling and embarrassing sometimes. <laughs> and I mean, the whole reason why I started this podcast as well is having these conversations and knowing that people should be listening on these as well. I, I definitely learn from conversations and being able to take that experience uh, to actually work better on myself. And it's definitely a tool that I use uh, without having to pay for a self-help class. And I'm sure right. that would help too. But right. having these personal connections and conversations just really improve on what I'm doing. And I'm everyone's different. And people may be able to just listen to this podcast and take something from that instead of having the conversations. But I'm definitely the person that uh, wants to ask the questions and learn more about specific things that you may have said, or uh, as we're talking, I'm now questioning like, oh, I, I never thought of it like that. And then asking more questions off of that and yeah. being able to expand my way of thinking is one of my favorite things to do. And I, I've, I've always loved learning new things. 
I, mm-hmm. I've enjoyed school. I love learning. I love to actually be in the position of being curious. I mm-hmm. love to expand on my knowledge on everything outside yeah. of skills, but I, it really, it does put me in a position of being able to meet new people. I've met wonderful people on these interviews and being able to build off those relationships and almost having diff- multiple mentors, not just mm-hmm. having one mentor, right? Um, <laughs> which is another tool as well. <laughs> and I, I, you, used, you used another phrase that I really liked. You, you talked about being curious and I'll sometimes use that phrase. Like I'll, I'll tell my sales team, you know, we should be insanely curious um, about our customers to really understand what they're going through. And it sounds like you're doing that in your business and being insanely curious about those you're speaking with and better understanding their experience and where they're coming from. And that is a great way to really uncover, you know, someone's motivation or, or what their, their, their role is. Yeah. And I mean, a good example. So uh, I, I sell a CRM. And so when people are seeking out a CRM, they, they kind of just start off with the features that they're looking for. And I like to sit down before even showing them anything. I like mm-hmm. to sit down and ask questions on, all right, why, why do you think you need a CRM? Like, mm-hmm. let, let's start there. And then they start talking about all their pain points. And from there, I'm able to identify how else we're able to help them. Or if mm-hmm. I'm able to make an introduction to someone else to like, even if it's personal uh, or not, or just professional of like, I'm really struggling with my sales or my marketing or my website. And I'm just like, Hey, I know someone for that. Or if they start saying like, I'm falling behind with my contacts, I, I don't follow up with them. And then I get to show them a whole automation process. So being curious does get you to where you want to be on even making more sales, but you're not even thinking like that of being able to help them and ex- being able to help them outside of what they thought they needed because you never know what you don't know right mm-hmm. that's right that's right um so one of the one of my favorite questions i love to ask is what do you know now that you wish that you knew when you first started sales oh that's a great question that is a great question. Um, I think one of the biggest lessons I've learned, and, and one of the reasons I first got into sales, I loved the fact that it was on me how successful I was going to be. I loved the fact that if I worked hard and I and I put in the time to get to know my product, to get to know my customer in time, I could be successful. And I really enjoyed that. What I didn't know when I was early in my sales career is that the organization that you're with and the type of products you're trying to sell do matter. Um, And the type of support you get from those organizations do matter. So I think if I had the knowledge I had now earlier in my career, I would have been much more selective in the type of builder I chose to work for, for example, that would have had the same culture and values um, and customer commitment that I have. And I haven't, I've had that off and on throughout my career, career, but I haven't always had that. So that's a big lesson that I've learned that that is really, really important, not just to the customer experience I'm able to give, but to my own happiness, to my own satisfaction in my career, to be in an organization that has my same values is makes a big, big difference. I mean, you're, we're working, well, <laughs> you should laugh about it, but if you're working eight hours as a salesperson, 
are you really a salesperson at that point, right? Um, <laughs> but having those values of, you know what, at five o'clock, I'm done working. I'm closing. I'm not taking any more calls. I don't care mm-hmm. if I'm going to make the sale. I mean, when I especially know that when I first started, I was more than willing to jump on a phone call at seven o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But taking in consideration of mental health of, okay, yep. like your job is not your entire life, but it really does help to have a company that aligns with your values and even your goals on where you want to be in the future and seeing where yeah. you can actually grow within the company. I think that's very important. Yeah. And that, and that balance that you reference is important. I think that might be a trap that a lot of young salespeople fall into is it's just work, 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 work because they're trying to get ahead, but you'll get ahead when you make time to take care of your health, of your fitness, of your spirituality, of your relationships, you got to make time for those things. And when you do, you'll be happier and much more efficient and effective when you are at work. Yeah, oh, man, I have definitely been able to take a few things from this conversation. I really do appreciate you taking the time to talk with me today. Happy to. I always enjoy sharing things that I've learned and hopefully to help other people with some of the challenges that I had early on in my sales career. And to all of you listening, thank you for being with us and make sure to give us a rating and a review to let us know how we're doing and we'll see you next time. Hey, thanks so much for checking out our episode today. I really hope you found it valuable and got some good takeaways from it. If you did, do me a favor, subscribe or follow us on your favorite podcasting app and leave a review to let us know how we're doing. If you'd like to learn more about Mission Suite, check us out at www.themissionsuite.com and there you'll find educational resources and information about our platform. Also, don't forget to check us out on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and YouTube and be a part of the conversation. And we'll be back soon. Cheers. Thank you.